the Seattle Mariner. Racing back to the track. Hello, and we are back with episode five of Halfway Around the Halo, the LA Angels UK podcast. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks without us talking about Angels baseball. I'm sure you've missed it. Uh, as ever, delighted to be joined by Dave, Dave Evans. How are you tonight, Dave? I'm very well, Nick. Um, it has been two weeks. I'm just going to try not to be too negative tonight, if, if it's possible. I think that's the sort of start of every show, isn't it? I think we have to try and say that all season we've come with the same sort of lines. I went for a very positive approach the first few weeks, decided to switch it up and go a bit negative. Neither one makes any difference. That's what we found out from all of this is whatever we say, whatever we do, it makes no difference to what the team is doing. Exactly. So um, do we stop predicting at all? Maybe we're just that bad at it. And if we do nothing, maybe we'll have a good week. Although I've realised I'm much better at predicting when I take the negative approach. It seems to be a far more, far more realistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, unfortunately so at the moment, but it's just so inconsistent across the board. Yeah. So what have you been up to the last two weeks? I've been up to, oh, well, house renovations, actually. I'm sitting, as you can see, in a dark room at the moment. I've got no electrics going on, but this last few days of it, um, had a bit of baseball yesterday, had a scrimmage game with my team, with our single-A guys and triple-A guys preparing for our playoff game this Sunday in Sheffield. Uh, looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, and a bit of work. But finally off this week, so I'm going to try and chill out a bit more. Great. And I, I'm going to get a little screenshot up later for, for the viewers so they can have a look at this, see what you're talking <laughs> about. Once our friend from uh, Padres UK comes on in a bit, we'll, we'll get a little screenshot up. I'm obviously have been away the last week. So Angels baseball wasn't my top priority, although I was watching it. Although it was instead of the usual 3 a.m. or 2.40 a.m. start times, it was actually like 5.40. So That's really reasonable. Or 5.05 or whatever it was. So that really does mess with you. It does, but you'll, you'll take that actually, wouldn't you? Like every day of the week. Maybe you need to move out to Greece then to watch more UK-friendly baseball. <laughs> Greece-friendly baseball. Yeah, we actually won a couple of games when I was out there as well. And as soon as we landed, we, we lost. I think I turned on on, uh, we'll get to this shortly, but I think I turned on on Sunday's game just as I think Carl Lewis hit a home run. I thought, wow, should have <laughs> stayed out there. Should have stayed yeah. out there. My, my, friend, my friend Ron, uh, Nationals in the UK, asked me uh, how Greece was. And it was fantastic. Highly recommend <laughs> in these COVID times just getting away and lying in the sun. It was much needed. I, I think I think everyone's in Greece who's gone on holiday, haven't they? You have to, everyone's yeah. That's the only travel corridor we have left in Europe, isn't it? Yeah, that's at the moment, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, and don't know how long that will last. You know, the whole time I was out there I was just waiting for it to uh waiting for that uh quarantine to come. So Thankfully, it didn't. Once the Thursday, once the Thursday uh, restriction date came and went, I was happy. I knew I was getting home and uh, could record the pod in peace. And that's all the matter. Really? Um, anyway, should we get on to uh, some Angels baseball? Enough about me and you. No one really wants to hear about that, do they? 
I hardly want to care about it, to be honest with you. So let's move on to what has been a fantastic two weeks of Angels baseball. Another cracking, <laughs> cracking <laughs> baseball this year. Yeah, loved it. Every moment of it. Great to see such a winning team. You know, we're scoring yeah. runs, we're not conceding them. Uh, <laughs> the pens looking great. The starters on fire. You know, these hit streaks from, from the whole lineup, one to nine, just hitting bombs all day, every day. Wait, no. And sorry. I thought we were talking about the Padres, but we're coming on to that later. It's, it's the yeah. So we left it, didn't we? We left it two weeks ago when we had Stevie on. We had four games with the Giants, three with Oakland. I predicted yeah. one win from that. I think you predicted four, three, four? No, uh, uh, yeah. No, you predicted no. three for the Giants, didn't you? Yeah, I was on drugs, obviously, at the time. Um, I thought we were going to take the first three against the Giants and lose the fourth. And in Oakland, I thought we'll pick up one and hope for two. So I hoped for four in the two series. But I was soon to be unraveled there, wasn't I? Yeah, we got, we got two. We got one from four games against the Giants and one from Oakland. The one from Oakland, you know, you'll take that any day at this rate. But one from the Giants, I think that's sort of, that's where you know your season really is down the pan, don't you? If you're taking one from four games against them, you're in trouble. But we knew that I mean, already, didn't we? Yeah. I mean, the Giants, they're not a terrible team, but at the time, they were one of the ones that actually were some us. <laughs> you know? yeah, there aren't many of those now. I think it's just the Pirates, isn't it? No, yeah, yeah, we're number two at something, at least. Well, I had this discussion <laughs> with um, Chuck from Angels Win on Twitter, maybe last week, I don't know if you saw it, about some people... Obviously, we've spoken about it previously on the show about tanking and, you know, and when you're in this sort of losing season, whether it's just better to just want them to lose every week. But I said, to Chuck, it's impossible, isn't it? You can't go into watching an Angels baseball game and say, I hope we lose this. Like, even these games against the Mariners the last two days. So we lost, we lost the last two days. And you're watching them. And in the back of your head, you're thinking, actually, I, I mean, if we lose this, it's not the end of the world, is it? But at the same time, you still get a bit down and depressed when they're hitting you know hitting winning runs in extras or we're going down two to one and the office doesn't fire and our good old friend marco gonzalez is pitching a pitching a complete game against us well what's i mean take? i'm going to put it out there now <laughs> what's my take on gonzalez is we need to be trading for this guy in this, at the end of the season because i'm fed up with playing him if, you know if you can't beat him just bring him in you know we need to sort out the starting rotation you know jerry would be happy to trade him as well Oh, yeah. Jerry loves a trade, doesn't he? Exactly. But whether, was... whether he'll trade to us is another question. But I think, I mean, Gonzalez, I think he's always had three wins against us now this year. It's got to be three. I'm sure he's pretty certain he's won every start. Um, Struck out yeah. Trout three times this week as well, didn't he? If he hadn't done previously, yeah. Trout had an incredible record against him going into this game. Yeah. But he got the better of him here. Um, as he does most. Most of the lineup, most nights when he's against us, really, apart from the odd blip, um, it's just unfortunate. Um, but we'll get back onto that part of the marriage. I don't know if you want to go through any of the games from a couple of weeks ago. I mean, do we have to? I was going to say, what's your what's your take on the tanking situation? What's your thoughts on the matter? I think now is the time to do it if you're going to do it, which we haven't done at any time over the last five years, which is why this rebuild hasn't gone as well as others because we haven't tanked and I get the reason why you can't tank when you've got Trout on the team. You've got to try and keep doing it but at the same time if you're fully committed to it 
you know, look at where Chicago is now. You know, look at where um, San Diego are now. Um, and the Astros. Astros and, and where Kansas will be again in a few years' time. Detroit will get there again eventually, you know. And I'm not sure. I think, you're pushing it. I think you're pushing it with Detroit. I don't think Al will knows what he's doing. <laughs> No, well, I'm trying to be nice um, about the situation and try and compare that to us. Um, I think this year we've got to go for it now, don't we? But again, what is it? Just before I've come online, I'm seeing something about how there's the possibility that the whole draft system might change for next year anyway. You know? Um, oh, really? I haven't the, seen that. What's it saying? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's only sort of very early things, but there's talk that they might even reshuffle because it's such a small season under a certain amount of games. They might even potentially look at bringing in the 2019 record as well to include. It's, it's just some weird stuff going on at the moment. And I say it's really early. I, I saw a two-liner on Twitter before. Basically, I though, it doesn't sound like that would be particularly helpful to us. It sounds as usual that when it's it's the moment for maybe a one or two slot, yeah. we may just miss out again. But no, I, think I think we'll have a few more wins going into the end of the season. I think we'll finish something like fifth or sixth bottom. Yeah, you know what? To be honest with you, a top five draft pick can't be under the world. There's got to be some decent stuff out there and stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, anything anything picking around that sort of level has got to be good for the farm system. We need an influx of talent. We've seen some of them start graduating already, haven't we? We've obviously, we'll get on to Joe later. We've seen Adele come through. Um, but there's going to be more, particularly now, uh, particularly now that we've seen a few of the moves made. And hopefully we saw Jam Jones promoted, didn't we? And hopefully Brandon Marsh isn't too far away. So that farm system is going to need another influx. And that's the benefit, I guess, of this losing. But nobody wants to see it. I can't, as I said earlier, I can't watch Angels baseball and want us to lose. I keep watching it and uh, keep wanting us to win, even though at this point of the season, it is not beneficial for us in the slightest to be winning games. It's not. I'm not one for tanking, but as I say, we've we've got a month left because we're not getting in the playoffs uh, at all. Um, not even to think about it. I mean, we're eight and a half back as it is now um, of the Astros. Um, yeah, already. And that's just second place. And I, I haven't actually double checked what the uh, um, wild card situation looks like. But um, you know what? Just, just it's time to just get some of the kids out there and see what they do have because if we're going to start trading anything or try and get of any value in the off-season trade-wise. Um, we need to see what some of these kids have got. So get Jan Jones up, get Brendan Marsh up, you know, let those guys play now. Um, Definitely. Maybe even get Detmers up into the rotation, perhaps. I don't know what he's been doing at long. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, this is it now, isn't it? It's, it's gone a bit quiet, isn't it? It's gone a bit quiet yeah. people at Long Beach and the pitching and what they're doing over there. Uh, maybe I've just... Yeah. I haven't heard too much, but at some point we're going to need to have a little bit more influx of these young guys and just give them the first cup of coffee in the majors. Unfortunately, we've seen, haven't we? We've we've tried to do this with Matt Thice, with Taylor Ward, and it's looking like those first round picks are basically four A players, aren't they? Maybe bench players in the majors, but neither of them are looking like everyday everyday players. And so at some point. There's so many reasons, aren't there, for our failures the last few years. That's just one of them. But there, there are a number. I was just before we move on to the games quickly. I was going to go back to it. Do you think that what we're seeing recently with the Mariners, what we've seen with Jerry Depoto, what he's been doing over there, does it make us look foolish? Does it also make us, as we touched on, I think last week, does it show that the external pressures that 
come from within the organization on a general manager or on a manager are actually having a bigger impact on the playing squad than we thought it might in, in the first place. And maybe Depoto was given a, a rough hand. Like we've criticized him all the time for what he did to the farm system. But we did have a we did have winning season. We did stay, even the losing seasons were just losing seasons, weren't they? We're in the 80 wins kind of thing. So do you think it's rewriting history slightly? Am I now giving him too much credit for the job he's seemingly done building that farm system at the Mariners? Obviously, we haven't seen them win yet, so we don't know if it's going to be successful, but I'd welcome your thoughts. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be far away from winning. I don't think they're, I think they're a long way away from winning at all, but they're certainly going to be a lot more competitive than we are um, and a lot sooner as well and in a lot shorter time frame. Um, you know, I write on some of my notes for this. It's like, how impressed have you been with Carl Lewis over, over these last, well, this season since yeah, very you know, good. Uh, very good. Since 2016 pick, wasn't it? That he came Rookie in. Rookie of the year. It's going to be hard to say no to it. Was yeah. it 328 average, 418 on base. You know, he just, Ridiculous. great centre fielder, great, great range. I know he's made a good cut of plays against us. And, you yeah, know, robbed, I think. He robbed us, didn't he? He robbed, robbed a home run, didn't he, in one of the games? Yeah, but I mean, you've got him, what is it, Evan White as well, he's impressed. They've just got a good little core of flares now, and they just seem to be popping up from everywhere. Yes, they've traded and got some good talent in as well. When you look at Justice Sheffield, I know Adele obviously hit his first dinger against Justice Sheffield, um, and which makes my prediction seven right, just a week late. Um, <laughs> but that, that was the first time one, I'll take it. But that was first um, Justice Sheffield's first time one, they'd given up all season as well should we just quickly look at those games then so we, we've kind of touched on them I, I don't think there's much point going into too much detail on the week before so we had those four uh, games with San Francisco we won the first one and then proceeded to get hammered basically in the next three we then went to Oakland won the, the middle game um, which was probably an, another good win but otherwise in a very disappointing um another disappointing run up in the Bay Area. Then we went into Houston, didn't we? And we, how many games did we end up playing? We played three out of the four. Yeah, um, played three out of four. One of them, well, one slash two of them became double headers, didn't they, because of the old storm. But um, just want to quickly, yeah. I want to quickly just touch on the Oakland game, on the Oakland series as well. So the first game we lost 5-3. Yeah. And the runners in scoring position, again, killed us. Runners in scoring position in, in, in game three, sorry was we were two for 12, 13 left on base. I mean, we're doing our best to lose these games, I think, to Oakland. They just, we just keep passing them over to them. And it's really starting to gripe me. Sorry, game one was three for 11, two for 12. I think that just sort of sums up where our season, and I think it's just like a broken record now for us, talking about that sort of thing throughout the season. And it just seems to be mostly with Oakland where that always happens. It does, yeah. It feels like it's one of those frustrating things, doesn't it? Because they don't feel like they should be better than us, but they are. Do you know, do you know what I mean? They it's, are. it's not like one of those teams like the Dodgers where you automatically, you feel that you're just inferior in a lot of places. When we play Oakland, we always seem to play them quite close. There always seems to be like one key hit in it here and there or, you know, mm. or not as the case is with us, a lot left on base. But they are just so much better than us. But it, I feel like it is small margins. And you feel like you keep waiting for it to click, don't you? You keep waiting for us to go on this run where those little things 
turn around and we start getting hits with runners in scoring position and the bullpen starts locking it down when we've got two outs. The two out thing is really bugging me. I don't want to go off on tangents. <laughs> but what is with our pitchers, particularly the starting pitchers? They get two outs, don't they, quite easily. It's that third out. We just can't seem to do it. And even you get your two strikes, you just can't finish them off. I don't know whether it's just indicative of the level of talent and they just don't have those out pitchers that better pitchers do have. But, oh, it is frustrating me. It is frustrating me. But, <laughs> anyway, moving on to, uh, to Houston. <laughs> moving on quickly. So we won the final game in Houston. We actually went on a three-game win streak, didn't we, last week? We won one whoop, won the first two games with Seattle. And I think in terms of, oh, let's not bother talking about them too much, but the one we can talk about is that huge 16-3 win on Saturday. Saturday, or was it Friday? Friday night. I, yeah. I mean, the day is rolling into one, really, to be honest with you. But, huge. yeah, absolutely huge win. Huge win. And Adele going yard twice for the first time as well. And, um, yeah, it was about time. It was, it was hitting the ball hard. He had a few doubles. You know, he had a good ex, sort of average exit velocity off the bat. And we could see it coming just before the Giants series sort of came up. You know, that's my prediction for the week. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, happy for the guy. Definitely. And happy Trouty sort of came out of his slump. He's been slumping a lot as well, hasn't he? It shows, it shows that he sort of must be fed up because if we're, in a, if we're in, a, in a race, if we're in a wild card race, if we're in a pennant race, is Trump Trout slumping like he was? Not for me. Not for me. Like, whatever we say, he's, he's, he's obviously a consummate professional. I'm not saying he's doing it on purpose. But no. you do lose your focus a bit, don't you? If you, if you know you're really you're playing for nothing, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is a bit of a hot take, and maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I feel like the slump he's just gone on wouldn't have happened if we were actually competitive as a baseball team. Um, yeah, I think I think you could say that about more of them than just Trouty, though, as well. I think. Um, oh yeah, I'm not singling him out. Well, I'm, singling, I'm singling him out because he's obviously bloody fantastic and he's the best player in baseball. And when he goes on a little slump, you notice it. Um, yeah, and even his slumps are still better than some people's good days, let's face it. <laughs> but, um, Apart from Tony, yeah, it, Tony, Mr. Incredible, two bags, four bags, whatever you want bags. Now, what a signing he was. Now we've got, we got two players that can hit a baseball. <laughs> that's it. He, he bags when he wants and how he wants, told Tony. Oh, is, um, it still makes me laugh, doesn't it? Those first few weeks, all the criticism he was getting. It was always the, far too early. Mr. Money, etc. He's, that, that was almost the only thing I could be guaranteed on <laughs> on the first that first couple of weeks is no Rendon will come good and that's the only thing I think we've got half right to be honest with you yeah, yeah true true right we're going to look ahead to the Padres games coming up we haven't played the Padres yet this season obviously they are a very good baseball team right now and I've got in Alex Hode who is a big Padres fan from the UK And so we are joined by Alex Hode of, well, I was going to say of Padres UK. Obviously, Tom Pringle runs the account, but everyone knows that Alex is the, the face of the Padres in the UK, really. Oh, He's, my God. Why? Why would you come at me with this? You know, yeah. he, he puts you up for everything. So I'm honestly delighted to be joined by Alex. He's a, he's a good friend of mine as well, really. But we hide that, hide that a bit, don't we? Um, we do. Thanks for joining us. How are you this evening? Tom was, uh, Tom was busy this evening, so I'm here in his stead, as, uh, as, as per usual. <laughs> as usually happens, yeah. Um, obviously, 
very happy to have you and the current, I would say, pride of uh, Southern California baseball right now, excluding Do that. you know what? The team. only reason I'm here is I just wanted to talk to fans of the worst team in California. And so often it's just the other way around that I'm just thinking, oh, I'm just going to enjoy my time here. I just gave him, and did you not hear that? I just gave him a lovely compliment that we could both flag <laughs> off the Dodgers. And what does he do? Throw it back in my face. This I think a- you find him at the meeting now, don't you? You find him off the call. Yeah, we're having a few technical issues here. Thanks for joining uh, us. Right, so, Padres this season, talk to me. Tell me about it. I mean, must be fantastic, right? Finally, you see this exciting young baseball team come to life and win games. It is. It feels like the reward for something. I feel like there are a lot of you guys know more than anyone. Most of the, the baseball fans we, we talk to here in the UK, East Coast team, all the, the kind of the East Coast biased. And it gets annoying because we have it pretty hard. It's like the 3.05 a.m. starts and, and you guys know. I can see it in your eyes. You know. I know. I've been there as well. Before kids, that used to be my life. And it's, it's, it really does take its toll. Like it, it ruins like days on end when you stay up. And it's a real commitment. You can't explain it to people. There's, there's absolutely no way of, of making yourself sound like a normal functioning member of society when you explain what you do as a, as a hobby. And um, it's for a long part of the year as well. I mean, 160, it's, it's a long season. And, uh, and this just feels like a little bit of payback. This is just a lot of fun. It's obviously the craziest year, 2020. It's just madness. It has been from start to finish. And um, and the fact we had this 60-game sprint, I, I, to be honest, I've kind of given up on the season. I, I, I didn't think it was going to happen. So we've got this crazy kind of like 60-metre sprint to the line now. And it's just, I don't know if it's fair or not. I feel like I, I, people should be able to enjoy it. I should, I should be booking flights to get out there and just jump on this massive bandwagon because I've not been out for a couple of years. And, um, and we're kind of watching it all happen unfold before us. It's, it's amazing fun. That's what I'd say fun. It is so much fun that we've had so many dark days down the years. My God, it's, um, it's extraordinary. And this is just so much fun that they're playing with a smile on the face. The, the guy that I'm sure you have probably heard of by now, a guy called Fernando Tatis Jr., who is just like, he's just the most fun guy. He lives, the spirit within him is, it just, it just oozes off him and it's basically infected everyone else. And it, we, we saw like snippets of it last year. He went down injured in 2019. We got off to a, a decent start and fell apart after the All-Star break, as so often happens. Um, but he, that coincided, he was, he was really performing really well and, and then got hurt. And um, basically, the longer he stays healthy, the more he's in the team, the more infectious his like joie de vivre. He's, he, he makes everyone better and happier. And that is a positive thing. Um, it, it's great fun to watch. And, Long may it continue. <laughs> I think you're just, you, you've, the more you've spoken there, you've seen Dave and I just slump further into our chairs and just get a little bit more depressed because there couldn't be more polar opposites really to where we're at right now. I think the word... You've you, times I've sat there and I've, I've, watched you, I've watched you pick up the big cake and, and like, uh, just, I remember the angels, like the Enrico Palazzo, like the angels era and things like that. It's just... <laughs> It's, it's crazy. It's, this is like our turn. I'm not being funny. I know that people take, take the mick out of the fighters and everything. But this is our turn. We do actually deserve a bit of this. It's absolute madness. I've tw- 21 years of Padre fandom. This five years we've finished 500 or better. This is, this, is, this is a lot of fun. We've lost like 90 games four seasons in a row. This is, this is good. It's, it's, it's our time. Yeah, I don't think anyone really begrudges you that. Uh, I think the Padres are pretty likeable team on the whole and I think the word you used there was the word that 
instantly came to mind for just a general baseball fan is fun. Like you watch the highlight. Obviously, I don't watch too much Padres baseball other than what's shown in highlights, you know, condensed game here and there. But you just see fun, don't you? It just looks like a group of players that are really enjoying each other's company, really enjoying playing baseball there, really connected. And I was going to ask you that because obviously it's finally, you say, finally your time. You've made quite a few moves at the deadline, haven't you? You've finally sort of taken this opportunity to try and build this winner team, particularly in a shortened season where anything can happen. This is it. I mean, you've got, you've got a puncher's chance. And um, the, the number of years when we've had, like, a decent player and then come the, the, the middle of the summer, they've been traded away to a contending team. <laughs> this is the thing. We are now the contending team. We, we get The Angels are giving us a catch-up because we're in contention and he's not. Mad. It's just mad. On your face is just, oh, it's golden. Um, yeah, this it is mad, and and we're 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 basically picking off uh, just players from from like good decent teams because they want to come and have a crack. It looks like fun. Players want to be involved, and I'm like, I know there's still what we got like twenty three games left or something like that. We're probably going to be in a playoff game, which would just be the most crazy thing ever. And and like we're looking at building a roster and then like a rotation. For the playoffs, which, oh my goodness, is is crazy. I mean, I saw a thing from ESPN today, I know from MLB, saying if the season finishes now, we, we've got the Phillies. Like, we could beat the Phillies. We yeah. could easily beat the Phillies. It's just, oh, and then you think, then what? And then it comes back down to that team from up the road. It's going to be the Dodgers at some point. I've just got this feeling. And, oh, can you? would there ever be a better time to just, just put them back in their box? That would just be amazing. Clever, Cleveringer against Kershaw. Get it done. Get clever. I see Kershaw has ruined so many moments in my life. Like the number of times I've been over and like they always coincide with Dodgers series and then like Petco's taken over by all these horrible, horrible people. Oh, it happens. And outnumbered like three to one. It's just disgusting. And then it's always Kershaw. It always seems to coincide with Kershaw. And he's always dealing against this. And it's just not fair. Like I want to see him get shelled. I want to see Tatis like stealing on him. I just want to see it. I just want to see them crushed into into just nothingness just end their dynasty start our own and uh, don't we all also can you have a dynasty if you can't win a title because i don't think you can that i mean they can win division titles they've been pretty good at that i suppose but i know what you mean yeah this is the thing i saw um i think i saw dodgers uk like moaning today essentially saying oh the grade i can't remember was it was c plus or b minus for the season and they've got the best record obviously in national league and um yeah, they're just spoiled. They don't deserve any of this. They, they just throw loads of money at stuff. And I know people say, oh, we threw 300 at, at Machado. And I mean, it's kind of paying it back a little bit. But you needed that solid piece to build around. You needed that veteran superstar to build a young team around, I think. Mm. Um, I don't think anyone... I mean, the Hosmer money was probably a bit worse. But it even was. Though, I mean, looking a hell of a lot worse six months ago, to be fair. Yeah, and like Will Myers. Yeah. Everyone had written off Will Myers. And he's been like unbelievable and he's the we talked about the fun like he's like it's really quirky character but like seeing him with a big smile on his face he doesn't quite know how to fit in with all like the the dominican kind of like um, dancing and everything like that and he's just kind of like a little bit geeky and gawky on the edges but like he's smiling he's enjoying it he's playing with a smile on his face and so many players like come to san diego and like lose that and um and he's definitely he's played in some shocking teams the last four or five yeah. years and he was the guy. He had his face on the side of the building, like in 2016, yeah. and, and like he was the player. And now it's nice for him to kind of be just someone that I mean, he's never ever going to get pitched around ever. He's he's, he's always going to get something to hit, and he's he's mashing. He's making the most of it, and it's it's, it's a lot of fun. Dave, how are you how are you feeling listening to all this? 
I know it's making me feel so. When I first saw the Angels play, a week later, I went and saw the Padres play, and it was when Tony Gwynn was getting his award for his 3,000th hit. When I came to deciding my baseball team, I went with the Angels because I saw them first. What could have been is basically what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, Dave, don't get me wrong. It's been a, it's been a long road to get to this. It's, uh, it's been a lot of misery. I mean, getting swept by dreadful teams, and we got black, I think we got done 15-16-0 by the Dodgers on opening day. And There's just so many things that it's a pretty miserable existence. Most of the time when I see Nick, it's always, it's got something negative to say, and I can't really ever say anything back. So this is, it's like a month. It's been a month of fun, and it'll probably all come crashing down now. We're going to get shut out by you guys, and then we'll go into Oakland and get swept, and oh, it's just going to be horrendous. I can promise you one thing, you won't get shut out by us. <laughs> Not with our pitching, I can tell you that. No, you're up against Julio Tehran, I think. Somehow. So you're up against Julio Tehran tonight, so there's a zero chance of a shutout there from our side. I did see the RA of nine, but there's only one way to go from that, really, and it's not double figure, surely. So, and we are due a, uh, a poor I think we just racked up 32 runs in four games in, in uh, Colorado as well. Um, and the bullpen, which has been like pretty shocking throughout this whole weird season, is actually starting to come around a little bit. They've, they've tightened right up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everything's really positive. I'm just waiting for something to go horribly wrong. And it, it could very well be up the road in, uh, uh, in Anaheim. And that would be a weird thing because we don't often get to play you guys. And yeah, was, when we really do it, it tends really to go badly. To I was really looking forward to it at the start of the season. Yeah, not so much anymore. <laughs> It was nice to play some. I, in fact, I remember you booking me in. I believe it was July. You asked me to come onto this uh, onto this podcast. We'll have to get you on. Yeah, I'd forgotten. Who could have conveniently, hadn't I? Forgotten all about <laughs> it. <laughs> but all right. So those two games we've got coming up. We've got Tehran and Heaney on the mound. I think you've got was it Denelson? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who yeah, he's in the second game, but do you maybe not know? Well, maybe there's a guy there. Like where Clev slots in, is it? Yeah. Clev, yeah, I was going to say, it's a guy that I believe he drafted and somehow allowed to escape the clutches. The great impact for the Angels, that one. In fairness, Clevenger uh, at the time was a non-prospect who was always injured and fair play to the Indians for seeing something and developing him because not sure he was going to do the same if he'd stayed at the Angels. Just one of those stories. No. One of those players you trade away as a... Don't really think anything about it and then turns into a star, but... A great pickup for you, yeah. especially without really giving up anything of note or anything that's really no, this long-term future. No, this is the thing that I mean. It's a lot of people. It's like sixteen players I think have left in the last week, which is which is madness. I mean, only four or five of them have seen a lot of kind of playing time this year. They're all pretty fringy, to be honest. Um, there's no one you, you hope. I mean, there's a, there's a there's a picture Cal Quantrell that's. Um, probably going to be quite good but I mean certainly not number one I mean Clev's going to be number one starter in the first playoff game if we get one which would be amazing um you would hope unless anything goes horribly wrong or he just decides to break all the protocols again and then go off and and, and cough some COVID at people I don't know but um yeah it's you'd hope that he can keep his nose clean and his mask on for a, for, a, for a couple of months and lead us to the big cake that's what we're all here for and um yeah, that, that would be interesting as well. Because, I mean, he might have a point to prove. I don't know if he's, if he's done well against you guys previously, but it'd be, um, it'd be an interesting first week for a, for a few of our guys as well. Because, obviously, the, the great story about the, the two catches that were playing against each other in Anaheim on Sunday, 
And then they both got traded to the Padres and then shared a car. The Padres put them in a car to the airport mm-hmm. and, um, and then flew them out to Colorado for the last game. We won 6-0 against the Rockies in the last game. And, um, and then they flew back to Anaheim again, which is totally weird. But I love little quirky baseball stories like that. Definitely. Definitely, I agree. I love them too. And so ahead of the games, then, we usually get people to make predictions. I don't really want you to because I think we're all going to agree on these. But what do you reckon the two games then? Uh, do you know what? I, I'm, this is weird because I don't know why. This year I've been really bullish. Like the start of the season, I'm not normally like this. I'm normally the most negative person about everything. And I'd be expecting another 90-plus season. But I don't know. I just I think, I think maybe, maybe we win both. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're, just, we're, just in, just, we're in a lot of we're in, I just, everything's going well at the moment and I know that set me up for a fall but I thought maybe last night we'd lose because we've done all those trades and everyone was talking about us and it was a bit flashy and I thought well four new players whatever in the starting lineup, and uh, and maybe we lose this in the Rockies kind of split season 6-0 never in trouble really good so I think maybe we win these two because you're not at your peak really we are horrific we are <laughs> what way of saying it we are probably yeah. on rock bottom right now, so yeah. But then we've we have struggled against some of the teams. We've made hard work to the Giants. The Giants are great, and we really struggle against them. And like oh, we, we, lost, we lost three out of four to the Giants, so don't worry about that. Uh, I don't know. There's, there's always there's always dangers, and I certainly don't want any complacency to, to creep into these guys because I've I've waited a long time. Like some of them weren't born, and uh, and, and so it's important. <laughs> important that they kind of remain focused, say the right things, just try and take it one game at a time, all that boring stuff, and just get me through. Just give me a playoff game. God, it's been when was 14, the years. 14 years. Wow. So, and we had, we've had the, the 2010 was like the most ridiculous year because the year before we lost whatever 90 games, the year after, and every year since we've lost about 90 games. The mm-hmm. one year we've had a winning record in the last 12 was 2010. And we went sick and we won 90 games. We had this really fun scrappy game it was small ball it was proper like Bud Black who got manager of the year yeah. uh, real small ball we were winning every game like 2-1 and we were like oh, it, was, it was like suicide squeezes and it was like the, the most incredible stuff you've ever seen no one had a name on that team at all basically so Adrian Gonzalez I think was still knocking around but that, that, like the rest of them they were all just nobodies and they somehow managed to win 90 games and then unfortunately lost the last game of the season at the Giants and uh, and yeah didn't actually make the playoffs but there you go um, yeah, so that's it. I mean, it's been we've it's, it's ridiculous. Fourteen years without playoffs. Uh, Thirteen years in our entire history, we've finished over five hundred, and we found it in the sixties. Thirteen seasons over five hundred. We are historically the worst team in baseball. Um, I think our all-time record is like 0.451 or something like that. It's it is dreadful. We, we are pretty bad we fielded some like double a teams in the last 10 years and um yeah so just let me enjoy this moment please i was gonna say i'm glad you finally brought a point that dave and i can smile about just brought the mood up a little bit with those final stats there but i think i think i can speak for both of us and say we obviously wish you well and uh hope you go and beat the dodgers We'll definitely be rooting for you in in that. Always in the West. Everyone will. It's it's yeah. like the Death Star. How could anyone root against the Padres against the Dodgers? I just don't understand how that could be. I just oh. particularly those uh, those Los Angeles Chargers that are like getting in on the the Dodgers Act with their Go Dodgers hashtags and things like that. Just oh. <sighs> well, since you mentioned the Chargers, you obviously have a very uh, love hate relationship with them as well, don't you? Yeah, I used to love them. Now I hate them. It's quite simple. Yeah, yeah. 
And it would be the same, not that this would happen, but if the Padres went to Los Angeles as well, that would probably be the same thing as well. But they've done the dirty on the 619 and, uh, and Dean Spanos can, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have no love for the Chargers and um, um, I have a lot of love for San Diego and the, the place and its people and, um, and, and for the Padres as well. Yeah, and obviously the one move we did make, you've touched on it earlier, corresponding move, Jason Castro to you, who I think both Dave and I really liked. Really good job, even though the pitching's been bad. I mean, he's a solid pro and got what was on the tin basically from him. We really liked him. But you sent back a very erratic pitcher, didn't you, Reyes? I heard he throws a fastball, 97 plus, but nothing else come yeah, on. Yeah, you, you... You remember the Major League and Wild Thing? Yeah, there's, they have some similarities there. He throws it very fast. He, to be fair, last year he was erratic. And I think mean, ZRA was up like near eight. It was, it was not great. But to be, before that, he was actually all right. He was a bit tidier. And I don't know quite what happened last year. He's not pitched at all this year, I don't think. And, um, yeah, he's fine. You, you never know. It's all about getting the right, um, the right pitching coach as well, someone that can work with him and just like harness that. We've, we've had it down the years with Darren Balsley, who's brought in like loads of reclamation projects and stuff. He's... He's young. I think he's only like 27, maybe. And like he's got, he's obviously got stuff. Maybe, maybe you get the best out of him. We've, we've not seen the best of him for, for quite a while. But yeah, maybe he, he'll have an opportunity to show something in the last like 24, 25 games. Yeah, we've got Mickey Callaway in. So good pedigree as a, as a pitching coach. We'll see. Yeah, I was going to mention Garrett Richards as well, but decided not to. He hasn't been. He hasn't been he's, he's been all right, to be fair. I'm not going to complain. He's he's going to be probably going to drop him down to five, probably if Clev's presumably going in at one, Lamick two, yeah. uh, Paddock three, uh, Davies four. Yeah, he'll, he'll be in at five. I mean, it's not bad. It's, you imagine it's, having it's Richards as your number five, Dave? He'd be off. He'd be our number one. Very well, that takes you back, doesn't it? But um, how's he getting on after his injury? Because obviously he was out, wasn't he, last year? The time he joined, has he, come, has he come back well? Yeah. He's been all right, actually, to be fair. We've had some weird, weird games. I mean, and I don't, I'm still, you're not going to stitch me up and record this, but like, I'm not sure about the manager at all. Like, I think like a lot of this is happening in spite of him rather than because of him, uh, which probably won't go down too well. I feel like this is very much like player power. It doesn't really matter who's in charge because we'd be winning these games anyway. Um, this, is like, like, this is definitely no, 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 no. But he like, he pulls pitches early, and I don't really understand why. And he like, he goes out, and he he'll take the ball off someone. He just, he'll have a conversation, but he just doesn't want to listen. And also that whole thing about the throwing Tatis under the bus for, for oh, swinging on the field. Oh, that was shocking, wasn't it? Yeah, I hated it. Actually, hated it. I he was done pretty much then. He burnt the bridge ninety nine point nine percent, and he made a joke out of it afterwards and said, "Oh, they." when they hit in the next couple of grannies. What well, I'm not saying Slam Diego either. I'm not even mentioning that. Um, yeah, well, he, he kind of... Isn't actually, about uh, this isn't actually a Padres show, by the way. It should be. You'd have a lot more fun, honestly. Just, <laughs> just transfer. Southern California, around the halo or whatever, for a, for a couple more weeks. Jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, we might have to. Gold. You, know, you know, it makes sense. On that note, thanks, Alex, so much. Good luck for the rest of the season. Thanks for having me, guys. And that was Alex, as as we said earlier, from well, Padres UK fan. That was a nice chat with Dave. May just feel really great about ourselves.
Yeah, in the nicest way, that was a painful 20, 30 minutes or so. <laughs> but he's a nice guy and, you know, the San Diego fans, they deserve it. They've, they've had a number of years of torture where at least we've been able to watch Mike Trout for years of torture. So we've had a little silver lining in there. They've had nothing. So yeah, yeah was, I won't begrudge him too much success. Um, though we'd, we have Tehran and Heaney going this week, but the one reasonable bright spark from my pitching side recently... It's got to be uh, Jaime Barria, who's looked really good, really good out of the pen. And I thought he looked pretty good again in his start this week. Um, he, had, he, had an incredible, yeah. he had an incredible rookie year, didn't he, with pitching to a three-point-something ERA. I know the peripherals said it wasn't great, but ultimately there was enough of a sample size there for me to at least realise that he could be one of these pitchability guys that maybe pitches above his peripherals. Um, yeah, I mean, 2018, I thought he had a great season in 2018, and I was just um, gutted that he just seemed to be on that shuttle bus so often, didn't he, last year? Um, yeah, it kind yeah, of I think we, Yeah, we must have, we hampered his development there. I mean, I thought when he came in, he did okay, but why? We were just continuously optioning guys back and forth, back and forth, weren't we? All the way through last year, that rotation was, it was just painful under Brad. Um, yeah, no, but he's come back. He's had two start. Well, he had one start and a pen, didn't he? And, um, yeah. you know, he, he's done well. And, you know, he, he went toe-to-toe with Gonzalez, didn't he? Well, he went 4.1, but, yeah. you know, same on pitches. And you couldn't have asked for any more from him out of that. And yeah, I don't think I, so. Where we're at now, we're on Team Tank. Give him the rest of the season now. Give him the rest. You know, give him a start each time and just see how he gets on. Know yeah. what you have. I think it was... Maybe I'm getting this story wrong and someone can correct me if I am. But I think it was Berea, wasn't it, at the start of last season that said he was fully expecting to be in the rotation. He'd put like a down payment on a place in, in Anaheim. You know, he was ready to spend the, the year there. And then he got option, didn't he? Didn't we make a trade just before the season? Who was it we brought in? Someone absolutely awful. I think he's pitching for the Pirates now. Oh, what's his name? Spin ball. Loads of, you know... Loads of spin rate. Oh, what's his name? It's going to bug me. But anyway, you know the guy I'm talking about, don't you? I know exactly. Oh, did he go Giants or came from the Giants? Yeah, he went. Oh, yeah, one of the Stratton. Stratton. Chris Stratton. Yes, Chris Stratton. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, and he's at the Pirates now. <laughs> yeah, and he yeah. basically knocked Berea out of the rotation at the last second. And yeah, Berea yeah. just never recovered from that last year. And I don't blame him. Yeah. If, you've, if you've spent your whole spring training thinking you've earned yourself a a spot in the rotation, then you're shoved down to AAA. Can't be good. Yeah. Can nah, and losing your spot to Chris Stratton, who was awful for oh, his few just starts. A, um, just another it's just another long line, isn't it? Yeah. But, okay, rest of the season. Trade deadline has been and gone. We've touched upon that with Alex, the Jason Castro trade. We don't really need to get into that more. Two more trades we have seen, and I am livid, furious. Well, not in reality. I understand the business of baseball and everything. It was a smart thing to do, especially with one expiring contract. But you look beyond, right? We've had a terrible few years, terrible few years of baseball. And you look beyond Trout and Rendon now and Otani. But beyond that, who do you look for in a lineup every day? For me, the two guys that I loved, well, Fletch now as well, but forget Fletch. The two guys you loved seeing in that lineup, Tommy Lestella and Brian Goodwin. Spark plugs. Both guys. Tommy came in diabolical for two weeks. Everybody criticising him. What have we yeah. done? Why are we playing him? And then he turned into this cult icon. Brian Goodwin. We got him off waivers at the start of the season. Like Nobody expected anything of him. He turned into an everyday like 
premium bat almost you know left-handed left-handed outfield bat he could hit he could play the outfield like all three positions he was just all right and then we've traded and he had control left as well didn't he good we had control left yeah. and we've traded we've traded them both and so like obviously we've spoken about the tank and everything but you really don't want to watch angels baseball right now when you're losing two guys who for me were two of my favorites in that team and two guys I really enjoyed and especially because the returns we've got we got Barreto didn't we from Oakland who's your classic mashed in the minors and can't do it at the majors although he hasn't really had an opportunity um a proper opportunity anyway and then we got was it Packy Norton from the Cincinnati Reds who I think was their number 14 prospect left-handed starting pitching prospect but Ultimately, they said the ceiling is number five starter, didn't they? So, what can we do? And we got a bit of cash, probably, or another player. But if you if you've got a choice between cash and another player, the other player probably doesn't have high prospects. But anyway, good win in Listella. Are you sad to see them go? Listella, I expected to go, so I'd already made my piece of losing Listella. I fully get what you mean. Um, Terrible first two weeks last year, then he's been great ever since. Um, defensively, probably some question marks. That's why he's been, you know, pushed over to first as well. But he, he was doing a job. I mean, he's coming and, you know, he had a couple of home runs, even in the last couple of weeks, doesn't he? Um, he's mm. been more reliable up there. What was it? 273 average, 371 on base. He's just Mr. Dependable. There was a reason they've stuck him there in front of Trout in, in two. Um, the A's, the A's did the same thing, didn't they? I think the A's batted him at two in his yeah. one game for them before they got postponed. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I mean, I don't. I think if we're not in this situation, I don't think Listella goes. So I think we're looking at probably trying to keep him. Or extend him. Such, I'd have extended yeah. him. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would have done that along with Fletch as well in the summer. But yeah, I mean, Frank Limbaretto. I, I know absolutely nothing about him. Uh, I'm not even going to pretend that I do. All I can do in my head is that. I knew absolutely nothing about Brian Goodwin when he rocked up yeah, and look what fair. he turned into. Yeah, that's that's all I can hold on to at this moment in time. And, and, and the same with uh, Gerard Reyes as well. You know, he throws hard. Okay, let's see what happens. You know, I knew nothing really about Ty Buttery when he turned up. He was fantastic for us to start last year and he's picking it up again. I wasn't happy with him started this year. But he's yeah, he's like closing now, isn't he? Not that we ever yeah. get a chance to close many games. but Well, no, but, you know, he's got four saves now and, you know, you never know. These guys, I, I like to think there is something there. Someone's doing their job properly enough <laughs> in the front office, working out the, the right trades. I understand you, we have to flip. You've got to try and get some sort of replenishment going in because our, our farm system's going back down again now. We are promoting people into the team. You compared, um, off offline earlier, you compared Packy Norton to potentially the Patrick Sandoval trade we did um, a few years ago, which really has worked out well, hasn't it? Was that for Maldonado, wasn't it? And we got Sandoval yeah. and he's sort of gone above expectation. I know he's back down at the Long Beach at the moment, but he's he's been looked fairly good in his young career so far. I know the wins haven't come, but there's potential there. And Norton similarly, I think he was one of the Reds starting, you know, prospects pitcher of the year last year or the year before. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I know that there's definitely some ceiling with him. I mean, it's obviously potential, and I'd expect there to be potential for losing a couple of controllable years off of Brian Goodwin to start with. But um, I'm not a fan of good, losing Goodwin. Um, no, no. I think if you're going to get something, I wouldn't say you're going to get as much, but you know, would you not be trading Simmons at this point? With, um, I, I think. I know it's a rental. 
clearly, clearly the offers just weren't there, were they? I mean, Simmons. I think Simmons would have gone. I think Simmons would have gone if if the offer had been there. But I also feel like now I've got a sneaky suspicion that Epler's going to try and keep him on the cheap, try and try and get him to sign like a team friendly extension for maybe one more year. Um, yeah, we're not exactly flooded with middle infield prospects at the higher level. Um, well, unless Franklin Barreto turns out to be a stud. Right, exactly, <laughs> but, no. but no, you know, it's a, it's, it's a disappointing trade deadline, but at the same time, what are we going to expect? You're just going to expect a couple of pieces which you hope pan out or hope come in and make an impact at some point. You know, you're not going to trade off um, Jason Castro and get Mackenzie Gore out of it to San Diego, are you? Let's face it. You know I mean? I know we you would all love it, but right. it's not going to happen. I know you're delighted we didn't let go of Dylan Bundy, though, the Lord. I tell you what, I mean, yeah. If I'm, I'm, I got a couple of comments back saying that we're not going to compete under Marino, just full stop, which, yeah, okay, maybe. But if we are going to have any chance, then you need to keep someone like Bundy in that lineup. And we need to be looking at some sort of deal with him as well, because I think he's shown enough. I think he's doing well enough. And, you know, you supplement him with a few other pictures around him. You know, if you gave me a choice between Bundy or Heaney, I want to keep Bundy mm. too. Do you know um, what? Though? Uh, on the flip side, I'd have traded him. Personally, hold my hands up. I so just, have, I just have no faith in Angels pitchers to sustain a level of success. And I feel like we'd have been, uh, we'd have been selling high on him. We'd have been selling high at a deadline where he's been quite a premium pitcher this year with some control left. If it's only a year, I think, isn't it? But yeah, no, I get that, and. You know, I sat back and I thought about it. I thought, you know what, if we got the right prospect back for it or even someone with a bit more control, I, I would have understood. But I just think we're going to have a better chance next year with, with Bundy than without Bundy at this moment in time. And if we go into next year with Bundy as our ace, though, it's going to be a long season because he's not, he's not an ace. He's a two, maybe three. You know, if you want to be serious, if you want to be serious, you know, he's a free guy, isn't he, really? Um, so, yeah, but the, the guy I wanted us to trade for is now not available. I was, I was going to say, package it up, get Clevenger in. Um, but that's not going to happen. No. Uh, well, I was a bit disappointed with the deadline, as I just said. I mean, I feel like I've been very ranty today. I've been very, Always. very angry. No, sometimes it's positive, but today's been a bit, a bit ranty. But we, after, after San Diego, we do have another... Four with Houston. Dreading yeah, got a makeup in there. Yeah. From that hurricane. Yeah. Four, <laughs> maybe one win. Uh, I, San Diego, I'm going two defeats. Houston, I'm going three defeats. So one win out of six. Yeah. I mean, when I looked at the uh, lineups for San Diego, yeah, okay, we'll lose with Tayvon. Danielson's going to have him on toast. I thought Heaney's last outing was fantastic yeah, was until. Until I just found out that he's up against Clevenger. <laughs> he's going to come back and do his thing against us, isn't he? Let's face it, I think. Has Clevenger been pitching, though? I don't think it really matter against us, does it? Yeah, but... To be honest I, with you. I only wonder if he's a bit rusty. Has he pitched? Has he come back from their alternate site and pitched? I don't know. It's a genuine question. I'm not sure. But either way, he obviously missed, missed a little bit of time, didn't he? Because he was a naughty boy. Yeah, no, he's absolutely but. You know, he's always got a little bit of extra reason to perform as well, hasn't he? Let's face it. So, you know, and there's, there's a reason that his asking price was high as well. He's just, a, you know, he's just that calibre, he's that level. Um, 
yeah, I, I don't fancy our chances now, unfortunately. So, yeah, I think we'll get swept uh, the next two. Houston, yeah, maybe we'll pick up one. You know, hopefully two, but, you know, yeah, we had two losses against them last time out, two and three, so let's say we'll go for the one, unfortunately. Yeah, we're going the same then. So. Yeah, I, I, I want to argue and try and be positive, but it's just so deflated right now in trying to stay positive. I think we'll have a couple of good games, but I think we'll, if anything goes to extra innings, we won't win. Let's face it. What's going to happen is we're going to lose the next week. We're then going to go on a stupid win streak the week after because we've got Texas, Colorado, Arizona, Texas, right? Those week and a half, two weeks, we're going to win far too many games. And it's going to be <laughs> the most frustrating. I know I said earlier I like to see Angels winning. When it gets to that stage of the season, that is what's going to happen. We are going to win pointless games. I know we are. Just yeah. To, but, just yeah. yeah, no, unfortunately, you, you might be right there. But it, it, it's team tank, but not team tank exactly. sort of thing. Yeah. You know, you've got to make a reason to get up early, which is really becoming quite hard to do. I don't know about you. Yeah, it is in gr- indeed. Right, as ever, quickly, we've got a couple of questions this week. Again, <laughs> Nationals in the UK, probably the biggest fan of the show, I'd say. It's a very important... Actually, you know what? I'm going to leave that question. Let's just go to Liam's question. He says, at least the bullpen has been better the last few weeks. huh? Talk about silver lining, eh? Talk about silver lining. To be honest, well, I, don't yeah. we've been, I don't think we've been good enough to even notice, have we? How many save opportunities have we had? Yeah. Probably not many. I mean, it's a lot easier, yes. I guess, when the starters have given up runs and there's less pressure on a lead. Or if you're Griffin Canning and go eight innings, that always helps. Yeah, good old Griff. Nice to see that, actually, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, no, it was. He deserved that one. He'd, he'd had a couple of tough outings before that, so yeah. You lost, mind you. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> but anyway, going back to the Nationals in the UK question, the big one. Are you ready for this? Go Would on. you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? And shout out White Sox UK as well, Nathan, who uh, also piped in. What are you going for? Well, um, I think I have to run away from the 100 duck-sized horses. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm punching the horse-sized duck. I'm doing it. I was scared the living daylights out of me. I'd have to peg it, and that thing would catch me. No, that big? I'd, I'd, no, you're right. I'd stand my ground. Yeah, but worst case scenario, and I don't want to know, I'm sure they're not listening, but the animal rights guys, you know, you can't just go around punching horses or kicking little ducks around, can you? No, it's, it's a big duck. We eat ducks. Maybe it, deserves, it, it deserves to be punched down, maybe, put back in its place. Mm, maybe. Anyway. Well, yeah. <laughs> we'll think about it more over the week. Yeah. Thanks for your questions, guys, and please do send some more in. Indeed. Right, on that note, let's leave it with that cheery thoughts. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Dave, thank you so much. I will speak to you again next week after our lovely series with San Diego and Houston. I really, really look forward to it. <laughs> I know, every week. And as usual, Thanks to you all for listening. UK Halos, this show is as ever for you. So please continue to like, to comment, to subscribe. We really appreciate it. And uh, we want to hear from you. And we do want to get you more on. I know I say this every week and nobody steps forward, maybe because none of you are actually listening. You're just pretending. But 
come on, come on the show. We want to hear from you and get your take on it and hear about your Angels fandom in the UK. Thanks all.